business and people. Your host, Walt Bayless. Let's get this show started. Hi, and welcome to the Business and People podcast. I'm your host, Walt Bayless. And today, I'm incredibly excited to be bringing a special guest, Wes Schaefer, onto the show. Wes is a sales and marketing expert. He runs an incredible company and focuses on finding the right CRM for businesses, focusing on their sales, and making sure they've got everything they need to follow through on the leads. He's a United States Air Force vet. He's a skilled operator and a sales master. Wes Schaefer, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Hey man, thanks for having me. Now you're known as the as the sales whisperer, which I think is a fantastic title. You've been doing sales and marketing for a long time, and and, and automation for many many years. What kind of brought you into that area? How did you specialize there? Man, I mean, I when I left the Air Force in 1997, and I should have got my microphone set up for you. Sorry about that. No, you're uh, good. I I jumped right into sales. I mean, I had a wife. Uh, we had a baby. Uh, he was less than a year old. We had another one on the way we didn't know about. Um, okay. And I just, I wanted to be paid according to my production. And so, you know, I resigned uh, my commission as an officer in the Air Force, jumped into sales and uh, bounced around for like 10 years. Uh, it was rough. Um, it was in the early 2000s when I got into high tech. And so that all started imploding. And it was just so much instability. I was like, man, it, I can be this scared and unstable working for myself as working for somebody else. So I, went, I jumped out to do my own thing. And my, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, right? I, I was a sales trainer, but then I'm like, how can I be more efficient? I was always, you know, if we have time, I'll tell the story. Just, I'm just an efficiency freak. Okay. I hate, I hate, you know, like even like, and it's tough. I got seven kids at home, you know, six now at home. Um, and there's something's always in front of what I need, right? I want the peanut butter. Well, the olive oil and the croutons and the mayonnaise and 12 bags of chips are in front of my peanut butter, right? Why do I have to move all this, right? So it's just like, I want to be efficient, you know, and it drove me into looking for tools and it, it, it led me down that rabbit hole of marketing automation okay. know, because sales and marketing are two sides of the same coin. And then that was 2006. And now here we are today. Fantastic. So I think like one of the things that I noticed when I was, when I was doing some reading with you is that you mentioned that uh, only 7% of companies respond to a lead that they get within a few minutes and 55% take five days and the rest don't even bother to call people back at all. This is, as a business owner myself, I've been guilty of that 100%, and I also see it in businesses all over the world. How do you address that with a company? Like when you're, when you're starting working with them and looking at their opportunity in the marketplace, how do you start with saying, well, let's start by capturing and, and uh, automating this lead follow-up a little bit easier? Well, I take everybody uh, down to the grassroots level, literally like I'll roll out like wrapping paper or, or, or uh, uh, moving paper. You know, they come yep. in big rolls, like 40 pounds. And, and we had some left over from a move like literally 10 years ago. And I had it forever. And I would lay it out on my dining room table. And I've, I have clients just come to the house. Uh, I've got a big 12-foot whiteboard now. We'll take pictures. But we write down. I tell people, tell me your current and ideal process 
in your sales and marketing, right? Because most people are just running around uh, frantic. Yeah. Putting out fires. Oh, a phone call came in. Oh, I got a sticky note. Oh, I got a, I got a receipt from lunch. Let me write on that. Uh, I'm typing in, I'll, I'll type it in the Google Docs. I got an Outlook open. Uh, uh, yeah, oh crap, where did I put that? And it's chaotic and it's, it's unscalable. So I'm like, tell me about your life, right? Do you get inbound leads? Do you have a place of business? Do you, do you do trade shows? Do you web webinars? Um, you know, just on and on. And I'm like, do you have affiliates and referrals? And I have them map it out. I'm like, okay, let's start. Let's start either at the biggest opportunity uh, or the biggest wound, right? It's literally like I'm an ER doctor and you come in all bloody yeah, and you're unconscious. And I'm like, but I see you bleeding out of your neck. Okay, I'm going to start there. Okay. Let's save your life first. Yeah, got to stop the bleeding. So people, you know, they're in one of those two situations. Either they've got leads coming and they're just falling off the table. They can't get to them all. Or they, they're just not savvy enough or things are breaking you know, farther down the, the, the line. Yeah. And so, so then they'll tell me, they're like, yes, we, we do a lot of trade shows. I'm like, walk me through that. How do you promote yourself before you go? How do you greet people at the booth? What do you get them to do to come in and say hello and give you their contact information? Like, well, we're going to give away a $1,500 drone. You know, I'm like, great. Is that a real prospect? I don't sell drones. I don't teach people how to, how to fly drones. I don't write software for drones. So if I give away a drone, I'm just giving away $1,500. To a whole bunch of people right. who just want a drone. So, and now I'm talking, to, I'll say I'm at a three-day conference, I talk to a thousand people. Who's really interested in me and what I do versus a drone? How do I segment that? And they're like, we don't know, right? And so I start there. Okay. I'm like, let's work, let's walk through your, so your current process is crap. So let's talk about your ideal process. What would you like to have happen? Well, we'd like hot, you know, truly interested, qualified leads to come to the booth. Then what would you do? Well, we would like to get their contact info. What would you give them in return for their contact info? Well, I don't know, right? Like, do you have a detailed report, an FAQ, an SAQ, right? A should ask questions. Do you have a video series? Can you make one before the show? Right. Right? Can you sit down, record, Zoom will transcribe this video for us for free. Yeah. Right? So then you give it to an intern and they clean it up. Now you got a video, rip out the audio, rip out the, the, the written word, right? Now you got a multimedia content pack you can get something, something of value rather right. than just, like, okay yeah so now you got this great report that is of value not available in stores not for sale on our website how would you deliver it right so i'm like so let's get their mailing address let's get their cell phone number let's get their office line now multimedia multi-step so you can email it to them you can, you can mail it to them with a surprise little package. You can then email it to them. You can text, hey, it's on its way. Let me know when you get it. Mm. Call a week later. Hey, did you get it? Did you make it back from the show? Hope everything was okay. Oh, P.S., you, know, you mail them another bonus. Now you've got a, dr a drip sequence going on, okay? Because 
this happened to me. I was still in, in tech sales. I was in Vegas at a trade show, at a healthcare trade show, healthcare IT, because uh, we sold computers. And this prospect was at my booth. I'm talking to him. He had two other people with him. I knew this guy. He was a prospect. Our, our uh, marketing intern lady, you know, she was the boss, but contractor, she interrupts our conversation and goes zap, 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 and scans all their badges. And then she leaves because she was paid based on names scanned into the system. Yeah. Right. Now I happen to know these people. So I knew who was who. And, but think about that. Yeah. Let's say she had scanned 300 names. Let's say everybody had two people with them. So every, every entity had three people. Now I'm given 300 names to call when in reality, there's only a hundred names to call. Yeah, you're getting disheartened pretty damn quick. Okay. Now, now, it's okay to know, like, this is the CIO, this is the director of IT, this is the executive assistant. It's good to know that. Maybe I can befriend them, work up through. But if they're just all scanned and given to me, like, who's who? Yeah, definitely. Right? So winding, winding that step back a little, Wes, and I, and I love that, um, you know, looking at where your, your, your current person that you're talking to, where are they bleeding from? And I think, like, you know, taking the trade show message there is, is a really valuable one. But to, let's think about, first of all, how are we getting the leads? Like, what are we actually giving people of value? So it begins into the, into the pipeline. As you said, let's not raffle off a car because then we're going to have 100,000 people who, who have absolutely no value. And there's nothing worse to a sales team than a lead that has no value. So step one, let's look at who is our ideal customer and how we are going to attract them. And that can, that can flow through from trade shows right through uh, media publications right through web marketing, whatever it might be, right? Yeah. And, you know, go where the fish are biting. Why? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and give the fish what they want. The right bait. Right? You put an empty hook in the water, guess what? You no ain't going to catch any fish. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. You know, it's like the old joke, you know, between uh, between Air Force and, and Navy, right? We we decide to have a fishing contest with Navy being in, in Maryland. They go, well, we're going to go up north. We're going to have an ice fishing contest. Like, oh, okay. And so we go out to the ice, and then Navy think they're all smart, and but Air Force is catching all these fish. And then after a couple of hours, Navy says, we're going to go spy on them and see what they're doing. And they, they sneak over and look in our tent, and they go back to their boss, and they go, they cut a hole in the ice. Nice. Right? Oh, I mean, it's like it's like that obvious, right? People, they, the old adage is you must enter the conversation going on in the mind of the prospect. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are they thinking about? Right. What do they want? How can you make their customer's life easier? Right. If you think two layers deep, you start to have a different conversation. You know, because again, the, the story is, you know, there's whatever, a million, a million cordless drills sold in the, in the United States every year, at, you know, through Lowe's and Home Depot. And nobody wanted a drill. Everybody wanted a hole poked in something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So why do they want a hole poked in something? Well, my wife and I are building a patio right now. We want a hole poked in something so I can hang it, put a damn roof over the backyard and put canned lights up there and put ceiling fans up there. You know, why is that? 
so we can expand our living and, and be, have more parties and entertaining and just have more overall comfort. Mm-hmm. No. So don't just sell this drill, right? Sell, sell how to use it. Sell, sell bonuses on, you know, guides on installing ceiling fans on your own and all these different things, right? You, now you start to differentiate yourself, right? So it's like, why does the person want the drill? They don't want the drill because mm-hmm. they are a drill collector. Yeah, sure. Right? But everybody focuses, look at this. It's got, uh, it's ergonomic. It's got, you know, 157 million RPM and, and 200 foot pounds of torque. And it's 12 variable speeds. And this, it charges fast. Like, you know, some of that's important, like the true professional. All right? they, but, but they already know all that. Yeah. They already know. So, so give the perfect, but so the professionals, the guy building my patio, he's going to buy the drill for a different reason than I will. I have cordless drills at home. Yeah, sure. I'm not a professional. Yeah, absolutely. You you had a need. You got to give me different bait than the professional guy. Yeah, sure. And so for the business owners, Wes, I, th- I think that's such an important message to look at what do the customers really want and making sure that their lead magnet, if you want to call it that, are, are tailored towards that kind of environment. So now that we've got, uh, hopefully we've caused a few people to think, right? Hopefully anybody who's listening to this, driving in the car, you know, on the way to work this morning, they might be looking at what they're kind of doing in the marketplace. And hopefully this even short conversation, we might be able to say, stop and think, who's your customer? What do they need? And how are we going to uh, approach them? Now let's, let's look at the next step, because I think that's, uh, especially from your expertise, the, the step where we say, okay, you know, we take that trade show, 100 leads, and let's say they qualify. You know, we've got 100 instead of 500, but they're the right kind. Okay, cool. Now yes. we know that, uh, you know, we're not going to follow them up properly. They're all going to slip through the cracks. And so what we end up with is a, is a discussion with a business owner that goes like this. Hey, we spent a lot of money. We've got all these leads. We didn't get anything out of them. Or we got all these leads. By the time we called them back, that you know, whatever, or we lost them, or our salespeople aren't following up. How do we automate the process of making sure that everybody's getting the right messages after they engage with us? Well, so again, enter the conversation, go on the mind of the prospect, and you got to pre-build this thing. Just like, don't go grocery shopping when you're hungry. Right. You end up with okay. all kinds of rubbish. Yeah. So you make your list ahead of time. Um, and you think, okay, let's say this, this healthcare company, say I'm doing this, I'm selling computers in the healthcare IT space. Yep. So I know that CIOs, IT directors of hospitals are coming to this conference. Well, what keeps them awake at night? What's going on in their mind? I, I know the value add of my solution. So I'm going to start marketing ahead of time. Maybe I buy a list, right? And because you can you can have like magazine stuff mail for you. So yep. you start priming the pump. But what are you going to give them? Well, what what do they want? These guys want lower operating costs. They want higher uptime. They want more security. They don't want to be on the front page of the Wall Street Journal as having their hospital get get hacked and all of the medical records of their patients being, being sold. Yeah. Right. Probably that's number one nowadays, you know, above everything else. Don't be on the Wall Street, on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. Right? Sure. So, so maybe, maybe I, you know, my big campaign is stay out of jail and stay off of the Wall Street Journal. Right. right? If that's your you message, know? if that's the yeah, message. It's like, 
It's like, why being anonymous is a good thing in healthcare IT. Come see how you can do that guaranteed. Yeah. Oh, hell, I'm going there. Okay. Now they come and we're like, what do you do? Now we're talking. But I would even prep my staff. I'm not just going to scan your badge. You know, yeah, you stop by. And so, all right, maybe I scan it, but then I start taking some notes. And I start pre-qualifying people. And really, I want to disqualify. Yeah. If you come up to my booth, okay, you know, I'm talking, just before this call, I'm talking to a prospect. And she's like, well, I'm considering this other guru's program. And it's $14,000 for a year. And I know, because we've already spoken, that if she spends that kind of money, then she has no money left over from me. Mm -hmm. So I start doing a deep dive. And I'm like, tell me about this program. You know, have you already started? Why are you considering it? You know, so I've got to understand because maybe that is the right program for her. You know, I'm not going to sell something to somebody just because I can. Sure. So we're going to start doing a deep dive and say, what's your true need? Right. Because she came to me for these types of systems. Mm -hmm. Should I get HubSpot Infusionsoft Entreport? And we went long on our call. And we come to find out she's sitting on a gold mine. And what she's doing is she's wasting time doing evaluations because that justifies why she doesn't launch uh, her current business. She's already well-known, um, but she thinks she has to put on airs and have a certain aura about her when she launches. And I'm like, good grief. You, it, you know, I said, look, stop the presses. I'm not selling you any software. You don't need software, right? You know, I, I told her literally, I'm like, you're looking for a 747, and I sell 747s, but you need a moped. Right. You need to get out of the garage. Yeah. You, you might need a Harley Davidson, but you don't need a 747. You don't even need a minivan. Right. right? She's got everything that she needs. And so you got to talk again, you meet people where they are, mm. you, you enter the conversation going on in their mind. So, so you're talking with them. And so it's like, what's going on right now? Like, what's your number one thing you hope to get out of this conference? What is your key initiative that you need to launch and implement this quarter? Right? So if he tells me, well, you know, we just bought, you know, half a million dollars from Dell and, and, you know, and we're locked into that. It's a five-year contract. You're like, okay, you're probably not a prospect for me. I'll scan your badge and I'll write on there half a million dollars on Dell, you know, call in three years, you know, but now I may, I may keep probing, of course, maybe they're, they're, they got another facility that one's available. Okay. But you get my point, right? As I'm talking with you, if there's like nothing urgent, nothing going on, I'm going to put you in my drip sequence, send you an email every month. Hey, how you doing? Happy new year. You know, but, but you're not a hot prospect. I'm disqualifying you. Right. Right. Now the guy I'm like, Hey, by the way, you know, we're giving away a set of steak knives, whatever, drop your card in there. But I mean, whatever, I'm not wasting money on that. Mm -hmm. Then you walk up right after him because I didn't waste all my time with him. Mm. You know, like, Hey, welcome to my booth. You want to stay out of jail? Hell yes, I do. You want to stay off the front cover of the Wall Street Journal because you got hacked? Hell yes, I do. 
man, you seem kind of adamant and, and excited. What's going on? We had a data breach. You know, fortunately, we caught it. But, man, it was blah, blah, blah. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. How did it impact you? Who besides you cares? What was the financial impact? How did that hurt your goodwill? You're like, boom, boom. The CEO's mad. The marketing department got fired. I'm the interim CIO. The other guy got fired. I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. This sounds like a real problem. You're damn right it's a problem. I got to fix this. I got to go back with a recommendation from this conference. And I don't know what I'm going to do. Come and sit down. Chair. Yeah, exactly. Chair. <laughs> I know what you can do. Yeah. Right? Because I took the, I, I put out good bait. Mm-hmm. I planned ahead of time. Now, everybody else is kind of in the middle. You know, yeah, well, not this quarter, but certainly by the end of the year. Fine, fantastic. Let's scan your badge. I'm going to annotate that, right? Hot lead, cold lead, warm lead, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to have these sequences already pre-built. Thanks for stopping by the booth. Here's a link to the website. Here's a link to our case studies. We'll be in touch. Mm. You know, a week later, hey, hope you made it home from the conference okay. P.S., here's other, some other resources you may find valuable. P.P.S., here's a link to our calendar if you want to talk. P.P.P.S., yep. here's a link. we do a weekly webinar. It's live. It's open. Ask any questions. Nice. All these different things, right? So it, now it meets you where you are. Do you want to call? Do you want to research on your own? Do you want to attend anonymously and just kind of observe? Fine. And you have all that pre-built, like, I mean, uh, this obviously yes. is a hypothetical situation. So let's talk about from a business perspective, we're going into a lead-rich lead environment, whether that's be one or 10 or 10,000. Um, I, I guess what I'm p- pulling back from that is put something in place that is a structure so that you know how to deal with the different people. And even if we just use those three classifications, warm, cold, hot, lead, right? If we, even if we had those three as processes after a lead event, we're going to do a lot better because we can deal with those people, you know, in a set predefined way, nobody's going to fall through the cracks. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Let's say you're, you're like, oh, heck, I'm going to, I wish I'd have heard this a month ago, but I'm, I'm on a plane right now going to a conference. Okay. There's system that you do you free trials on all these different platforms. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing is once you build one, you can edit it and enhance it. You can clone it because the, the follow-up sequence of a webinar is 99% the same as a trade show and is 92% the same as sending a free report or a white paper. Yep. Get the lead, put them in a list, right? Just warm, hot, you know, blah, blah. Send the first email, wait a day, send the second email, wait a day, assign a task to a user to call them, and then you can start to refine it. But if you just did that, I tell people all the time, I have a weekly webinar. Actually, I did it today. I'll fix your follow-up failure. Uh, and you can double your sales with your current traffic if you have good systems in place. Everybody says, I want more traffic. I want more traffic. I'm like, whatever. Traffic, you, you can buy traffic right now. Mm-hmm. Give some money to Facebook. Throw some money at Google. You'll get more traffic. What are you going to do with that traffic? Yeah, it's the, it's the system afterwards. Yeah, what are your conversion ratios, right? I mean, until you get all that dialed in, you're just wasting money, you know, getting more traffic. Yeah. It's like a restaurant. Restaurant says, I want more traffic. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go hire some people to put on police uniforms and put some cones uh, in, in the street, and they're going to direct traffic in, and everybody's going to park and say, well, the road's shut down. Might as well come and eat. If you if your waiters waitresses aren't trained, if the chef is terrible, if 
if the food's cold and late and overpriced, that's the worst thing you could ever do is get yeah. traffic to your restaurant. That's why you have soft openings. Hey, come on in, you know, just $5. You can have anything you want. Just, we got to practice, make sure the oven's working, make sure we got our, our flow going. But, you know, to make, because you only get one chance to make that first impression, right? Yeah. You don't need more traffic until you dial in your conversions. Yeah, definitely. That's a, that's a really good point. Wes, I want to wind back a little bit. Uh, in that example where you mentioned um, somebody who's got all of this stuff going on and she you hadn't pushed the button yet to move forward, one of the things you said was you don't need software at this point. What you need is, you know, the, the moped to get started. How, when, when you're talking to a customer, so let's say that they're a, they're a business owner, they're an entrepreneur, they have their own business, they've got a product, you know, they're delivering the food at the table, it's hot and it's, it's tasty and everything's good. At what point do they need a formal leads management system? At what point do you say, now's the time to put something formal in place? Yeah, that's the million dollar question. Um, in 2008, so I, I was using, in 2006, I was using free tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just starting. I was still in corporate America. I was building this on the side. I couldn't waste a lot of money. Um, and, and so that was fine for a little while. Um, but you have to balance the money investment today versus the time and money investment to switch later. Okay. Okay. So it's like, you know, when my wife and I got married, we didn't know we were going to have seven kids. Yeah. All right. So, but let's say we did. Let's say we get married and say, we're going to have seven kids. Maybe we immediately go and get a 4,000 square foot home, you know, eight bedrooms. So everybody has a room, you know, plus a home office, plus a casita in the bag. So the grandparents can come visit. Now, we're 27 years old. We're going to be super in debt. We probably can't afford to furnish it. We probably can't afford to run the air conditioning or the heat, but we're going to grow into it. Yeah. Okay. That's an option, you know, or you say, you know what? We're going to have a big family. As we grow, I'll get better jobs. I'll make more money. So we'll get a three bedroom home right now, maybe even just rent an apartment. And then when the first baby comes, you know, we can stay in the apartments and then maybe by the time the second comes, we'll consider moving. Well, right. now you got to move and that's a pain. But maybe I saved $4,000 a month because I had a $1,000 a month apartment instead of a $5,000 a month house. Yeah. So okay. it's, a judge, it's a judgment of, of which option you want to go down the path of. It, yeah. And that's a hard question that I don't have an easy answer for you, you know, but when I found Infusionsoft in 2008, it was $5,000 down and $300 a month for a five-user license. Yeah. And it was just me. I'm like, I don't need five licenses. How much for one license? $300. Right? Yeah, right. Damn it. But I knew at that point, I've been doing it for a couple of years. I had the frustration. I knew what a pain it was to juggle systems. Mm. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it. Right? And a lot of people buy stuff and they quit. They buy it and they don't use it. They buy a gym membership and they don't go, right? Just because you pay the gym 20 or 50 or $100 a month doesn't mean you'll get in shape. you yeah. got to go use the thing, okay? So I knew I would do it. It yeah. paid off for me. There's all these people saying, oh, it's terrible. Blah, blah. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, sure. You weren't as motivated as me. 
I think I remember back uh, as a time for, for when I went out as an entrepreneur on my own. And I remember the discussion with my wife that when something along the lines of going to my job is now costing us money. Like the time that I was going to the job is costing us money. And if we come back to that CRM system, that structured formal lead follow-up and engagement system that, that comes with a CRM, at, at the balance point where it's costing you money not to have it, that's your tipping point, right? Like where you literally say, okay, I, I lost a lead yesterday that could have been a $5,000 deal, then damn, that, that $5,000 down and $300 a month doesn't seem so much anymore. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it, you have to have that judgment. And, and I guess every person's going to be different in, that, in their timing. Yeah, you got to, you know, it's the old adage, you, you invest or you reduce your investment. Like if you're in a stock market, let's say, and you feel exposed, right? You reduce your exposure until you can sleep. There you go. Right? Okay. You wake up in the middle of the night, you're like, I got too much money in oil or gold or solar or whatever. Then reduce that investment. Yeah. Okay. If you're tossing and turning at night, like I got leads falling through the cracks. I can't keep up with things. I, I, I got multiple staff. Everyone's an expert on a different tool. Okay. It's time to consolidate your tools. There you go. You know, if, if you're bootstrapping it, you're like, man, I, I barely have money to run ads. I barely have money to, to go to appointments. Then it's going to be a notebook. It's going to be maybe HubSpot's free CRM. MailChimp is free up to 2,500 users. You're going to maybe Zapier for 15 bucks a month. You can connect them all. So you're going to be, have to juggle a few systems to get to that point, you know, where then you can upgrade. Yeah, cool. You know, and I've, I've, I've done at least two major upgrades in, in these years. You know, I, I, had, I had one platform and I moved to Infusionsoft. And then, you know, I had a very successful business doing that. And I moved from Infusionsoft to HubSpot. Okay. You know, and those, I moved a, a thousand page website off of WordPress onto HubSpot. I mean, these were big moves. Yeah. Right. Dozens of campaigns, tens of thousands of contacts. So it's, it's not easy. Right. But it, the, the payoff was there. I did the analysis. I made the move. Yeah. So it's uh, but that's a hard question, man. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's it's going to be independent to everybody. Do you know, Wes, I have a 60 second challenge when we're doing our, our interviews with our guests and the 60 second challenge. I'd love to do this with you if you're okay with it. So the 60 second challenge goes like this. You catch up with a friend who you haven't seen for a long time. And this friend has been in, in the corporate space for the last 10, 15 years. Uh, they've just gone out on their own and they know that you're a, a lead specialist, a sales marketing automation specialist, and you happen to have a coffee with them and they lean across the table and says, Wes, what should I do? What, what, what's the thing that I should be you know, focusing on to help me get this kickstart with this, this business idea that I've got? 60 seconds. Hmm. I just stir my coffee and shake my <laughs> head. <laughs> we we get up and we go to a bar where we can get some good whiskey. Uh, golly, it's it's not easy. So they all right, they got their own idea. Because, dude, I've had this conversation a million times. I bet. And okay. most people, and most people don't do what I tell them. Yeah. Okay. And. So maybe the advice is hire a coach. Yeah, cool. Right? And it sounds self-serving, but if you don't spend money, you don't do it. Yeah, cool. Right? You're not invested. And, so, and I mean, I look back, 2002 was the first time I hired a coach. I paid him 500 bucks and I was like, what the hell am I doing? Mm. Okay. The guy changed my life. Uh, 2005, I, I bought a 12-week teleclass for $600. It didn't even start for three or four months. 
because uh, there was demand, right? And I wanted to jump in and make sure I got in there, change my life. Wow. Then I hired that guy for $10,000, changed my life. Wow. Okay. Now, but I've, I've kissed a lot of frogs. I've been in $20,000 masterminds that sucked. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, um, but you know, hire a coach. I, I've been doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu now for two and a half years. I'm 49 years old. I'm sore all the time and I love it. I go nice. five and six days a week and people are like, what the hell are you doing? I pay $159 a month plus supplements, plus chiropractic, plus I get a massage. I mean, you know, why do you do that? Because I spend money and I'm with a world-class coach yeah. with a great team, you know, of peers. I just I get after it and I stay after it. If you try to do it alone, man, what's the old adage? If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with a team, bring yeah. a partner, right? And so get a coach, man. Be, be very discerning. Find somebody that's been there and done that. Pay them to shorten your learning curve, okay? Uh, because it's hard. It's hard. Good advice. I love it. What, what about yourself, man? If we went back 20 years, if we had an opportunity to speak to your 29-year-old self right now, what advice would you give young Wes then to make sure that his journey was shortened and, and success was, was uh, easier to reach? This might surprise you. I would say, I would say a couple of things. We can take this down two paths. One is don't be hating on corporate America so much. Okay. Okay. I've got friends that have stayed in the whole time and they have more money than me right now. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Now they were a little lucky. They were with some good companies. They were very good. Um, and, and they kind of rose through the ranks. They had more patience than me. 29 year old Wes had no freaking patience. Okay. Okay. Um, so you're in a good spot, right? I've, I've always made at least a hundred thousand dollars. So, I mean, I was paid well. Yeah. I had some jerk bosses. Uh, I probably should have swallowed my ego. If I'd done jujitsu 20 years ago, I'd probably stayed in corporate America and probably be the CEO of some big company because nice. jujitsu humbles you. Yeah. Little bitty guys whip my butt every day. So you either quit jujitsu or you're like, I'm going to stay until I figure that stuff out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Maybe basically count your blessings. Okay. Where you are, you're there for a reason. Make the best of it. Um, and then, so then secondly, when I did, uh, I invested in other people's stuff before I finally went out on my own mm-hmm. and things I never should have been touching, right? Investing in oil and gas and apartments and in a, a retail store and things that just, other people brought to me, oh yeah, that guy's really smart and successful. I should, I'll trust him and give him, I got extra money because I was doing great in corporate America. I had extra money. Yeah. And, but I trusted them and almost all of them went to crap. Yeah. Have faith in yourself. Nice. Okay. Instead of putting, you know, your buddy wants to, you know, $50,000, I'm going to launch this CBD thing because CBD is hot. Okay. Maybe. Does he have a track record in that? Yeah. Can you, that are you gonna have your finger on it okay it could be a fantastic investment you know but the other option is you got 50 grand maybe you spend 15 grand on some new software maybe you you set aside three grand a month for you know a part-time expert to do some coding and development or build your own app that you can sell you know and and over a year you spend 50 grand and maybe that doesn't work out maybe that app doesn't sell but 
you have the code, you have the knowledge, you have the experience, you know who's good, you're going to find other vendors, something will parlay that you can yeah. roll into the next thing. I guarantee from that $50,000, right? The so lessons learned will pay back a, a, a multiple. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. All I got, you know, investing these apartments, great. I got an IRS audit because my, my partner ran off with the money nice. and left me with the bill. Oh. I invested in this retail shop in California. I was only a California citizen, so the California Board of Equalization spent three years crawling up my butt, yeah. okay? So, and I got no money to show for it. Yeah. So, I never should have touched, yeah. touched those things. If I'd have taken that 50 grand and that 50 grand and put it in my own business, I'd be exponentially bigger, right? Go. But hey, everything happens for a reason. So that's great advice. Like anybody that's, that's listening to this, that is in their own business, et cetera, that, that investment in themselves, in their business, in what they can drive forward and learn from and grow from, that's such a, a good message to take forward. Whereas what about, what about if we had the opportunity to, we jump in our DeLorean right now, we're off, and we, we catch up with 60-year-old Wes, right? So we, we're 11 years out in the future. That, that picture can be different depending on what we do in those next 11 years. And, and let's pick the one that you want in terms of, 60-year-old Wes living the life that 60-year-old Wes wants to live. What do you think that person would tell you now in order to get there? Um, just go faster. Nice. Wow, cool. You know, I mean, I, I know I'm on the right path. I just got to do more, right? Nice. Go faster, go bigger, go bolder. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, there's all these just in the last three or four days. See, like, like big people. I'm seeing that are frauds, right? Social media gurus, right? And um, everybody's, but people are, are so, they're such sheep, right? I just hate to say it, but it's the truth. So they're looking for these, you know, beautiful things and these inspirational quotes, be the change you want to be in the world. And they're spending all this time on Facebook and Instagram, but these people are fake. This This one gal, she literally, Every image is Photoshop. It was the exact same clouds behind every picture. Wow. Right. Now, she was traveling. She's this cute girl, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, if you put clouds in the background, I don't really care. She really was in all those different countries. But the, the clouds, I guess, mm. look better on the image. So everybody's just calling her out, beating her up. And this other guy, he's, he's literally stealing quotes and stuff. So my point is, it's so noisy yeah. out there. And... I'm the real deal, right? Your listeners, they're the real deal in their niches. They're a chiropractor. Maybe they're, you know, a a tutor. You know, maybe they're a translator, whatever. They're the real deal, but there's liars out there and fakes that are committed to stealing. And they're loud and they're boisterous. And so you have to commit to being louder than them in a good way, yeah, right? But you've got to be seen and heard and found because the shysters are out there and social media and everything makes it easier than ever for bad people to do bad things. So you've got to commit to, to making more noise. Being, okay? a, being a voice that's good, louder than the voices that are bad. Yeah, you got you to gotta get found. I always say people don't do business with you for one of two reasons. Either they haven't heard of you or they have. Right. Okay. Yeah. So going back to that restaurant, if the food's not ready, the, it's slow, the staff is rude, they've heard about you, they ain't coming back. Yeah. But if you're this wonderful restaurant and the prices are fair and the service is fast and blah, 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 
and you're not advertising, you're not promoting, you know, that's your own fault. And you're you go out of business. You're so, still you know, empty either way. Yeah. Yeah. So 60 year old Wes would say, you know, be louder, be louder, go faster, be more out there. Fantastic, man. Fantastic. And what are you working on, Wes? Like, I've only got a couple of more questions for you. I'm so grateful for your time and thank you so much. What are you working on right now? What are your goals that you're, you're heading towards and, and uh, what we, where will we see you in the future? Uh, I'll be speaking more on bigger stages. Uh, I've got a couple more books um, I'm mapping out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? You know, doing more of the same what I'm doing. I'll probably... You know, I've done this with with no employees, right? I've had contractors, uh, virtual assistants, people that help. You know, it may be time to get an office. I don't know. I'd probably still do this from here, and they can have an office. Yeah. But I've got to get some people in place to help me scale. So, uh, but just more of the same, you know, but nice. um, more speaking, more writing. I love it. And Wes, if anybody's, uh, you know, really resonated with what you've said in terms of, of, of capturing the market, delivering better messages, following up, all that kind of stuff, you've got the book, which is The Sales Whisperer's Way. Can people find that everywhere? They'll, they'll find it on uh, all of the good published bookstores, Amazon, that kind of stuff? Yeah, it's on Amazon for sure. You can go to The Sales Whisperer. Uh, or actually, go to 79stories.info. Okay. Uh, that'll redirect to my website because um, then you'll get a signed copy. If you go to Amazon... You're just going to get one from them, all right? Just order from me. I got some little bonuses I'll put in there. Nice. I'll make sure we put that link there as well. So that's 79 stories. as the number, 79stories.info. Get a signed copy of Wes's book, which is The Sales Whisperer's Way. Wes, I've just got one last question for you. You mentioned that uh, you've invested a lot, kissed a lot of frogs, as you said, into different coaching, different programs, different masterminds, whatever. Have there been any books, any media that you've read that have impacted you and that you tell other people that they should get a copy of? Man, yes. That's a scary question. All right. And I say it's scary because most books are bought and never read. Most books are bought and never even opened. Yeah. Right. And most, if they are open, very few are finished. Okay. And so that's why I say it's scary. Yeah. There's a ton of, ton of great books. I got a, I got a shelf. I got a, in my garage. <laughs> now I'm just telling people, send me an ebook. I can't carry these books anymore. Um, so, you know, knowing these books isn't enough. Yep. Okay. You got to read them. Um, I would start uh, with a guy named Roy H. Williams, and he wrote a trilogy. Uh, he's the Wizard of Ads. Uh, go find that trilogy and read all three of those. They're Love. easy to read. They're like little short newsletters. They're actually a compilation of his Monday morning memo. Uh, start there. That's a great tip. And, you know, if you do that and apply it, you'll, you'll be unstoppable from then on. Fantastic. Fantastic. Wes, thanks so much for joining us. I know that uh, as business owners, as entrepreneurs who are listening to the show, having that ability to hear from somebody like yourself that, that literally is concerned and interested in helping them increase their bottom line has been really, truly valuable, man. And I'm, I'm so grateful for your time. Thanks for joining me. I'm, I'm looking forward to the next book coming your way and uh, do check back with us on the show and tell us, you know, when that's out and about, we'll get to, some people across for you. But again, man, thank you so much for joining. I really appreciate it. Hey man, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
Hey everyone, it's Walt, and thanks so much for listening to the episodes on the podcast. We really love bringing these interviews to you, and I hope you're getting a lot out of them. We've designed the podcast to really help and to engage with everybody out there, so you could help us by simply leaving us a comment or a review, subscribing on iTunes. Head over there now, make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a review for us. It helps more than you could possibly believe. Do that now, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.